The Full Circle Podcast on Hacker Public Radio. In this episode, Open Tech and Social Innovation Camp. Hello world, and welcome to the Full Circle Podcast on Hacker Public Radio. With Mr. Les Pounder. Good evening, Les. Good evening. <laughs> brief, brief hesitation while I switch gear and thought, uh, what number are we up to? <laughs> I'm glad you know. <laughs> the Full Circle Podcast is the companion to Full Circle Magazine, the independent magazine for the Ubuntu community. Find us at www.fullcirclemagazine.org forward slash podcast. Full Circle Review The, the the entire subject of this side pod is your report back from the front line, the Open Tech Conference, which was actually quite a while ago now. When was it? Twenty sixth of May. Twenty first of May. Twenty first of May. I'm, I've not even got the date right. Brilliant. Tell us how how did it go? How was the day? It was a fantastic day. Um, it was extremely busy. I mean, we're lucky to have such a massive venue, which uh, was the University of London Union Building. Massive building, lots of people there. It was a really hot day in, in uh, London, and just some great talks were going on. I mean, there was talks going on from all various subjects. I mean, going from some crazy subjects, such as the Dorkbot team building robots out of uh, mishmashed pieces of technology, all the way to people talking about digital cities and open data. It was just a massive event, and there was lots there for everyone. Very good. So, so what was the turnout like? Was it as busy as, as predicted? I believe so, yeah. I know it was busy at the bar when I went at lunch time. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could have been there. I was actually in London that day working on something for Ford, and we were dragging ourselves around around the, the city of London from, mm. from place to place in the heat with all the helicopters, barracks, Marine One, Helicopter yeah. went went flying past over St Paul's at one stage at lunchtime, and I yeah. thought, yes, you, you've probably broken for lunch, and you're sitting in the Union Bar somewhere. <laughs> yeah, you'd be right. Yeah, <laughs> and it was. it was a very hot day that day. Oh, very hot. So you've mentioned Dorkbot and Digital Cities. Any any highlights of of, of any particular talks? A gentleman called Jack, and I can't remember his surname, but he did a fantastic talk called. DIN is noise, that's D-I-N is noise. Mm-hmm. And it's basically yeah, a way to mix Morse code into electronic music. So all the dots and the dashes for the Morse code is fed through this open source program. And then you can alter the waveform slightly to produce some really ethereal noises. <laughs> it was fantastic. But you could also translate, so you could type in words and it would actually translate the words into Morse code, then play it as music, and you can mess around with it. His choice of words on the day, shall we say, was eclectic, and is not for repeat on this podcast. Okay. But it was very funny talk. It was, it was taking a serious subject and just making it very funny, so everyone would, was engaged and listening to it. A great talk. 
there's another one as well, uh, a gentleman called Terence Eden, who's um, a specialist in the quick response codes, the QR codes that you mm-hmm. see dotted around. And he was really telling us how to use QR codes effectively in different types of media. So uh, for printed posters, such as um, bus shelters, that sort of thing. So you can donate to a, a good cause just by taking a picture of this QR code, all the way to train timetables or how to actually, it, it didn't do this maliciously, but how to use a QR code maliciously if you wanted to. So he's showing you the, the pitfalls of these codes, which mm-hmm. we take for granted. It is surprising. With these codes, you could, if you wanted to, basically create a way of texting a number, which would then charge to the person's bank account, to the person's um, phone bill, a certain mm-hmm. amount of money. Like you see these texts, you know, text 100 to this number, and you'll donate a pound. Yeah. So it was scary what you can do, but it was also fascinating what you could do with these QR codes. It's it's like any any piece of technology, I, I guess. Every leap forward has has its dark side, and I think we're. I'm surprised we haven't had more bad news about QR codes and and their misuse already. But I'm guessing that as soon as uh, as soon as the scammers and the criminals latch onto this, watch out for the headlines. You've got three interviews as a result of various people that you spoke to, one which was recorded on the day. That's right, yeah. That was speaking to Glenn Main from the Social Innovation Camp. Basically, Social Innovation Camp is a way of designing applications for social aspects. So rather than designing an aspect, uh, designing application for, I want to create a Twitter app, it's using data that's out there in the cloud, in the internet, wherever you want it to come from, for a social tasks such as helping people who are who are lonely use an application that can find friends to talk to or using data to find whereabouts is my nearest nearest chemist that sort of thing mm-hmm. it's just a 48 hour event building applications to tackle social problems really interesting stuff i mean the guy was extremely uh, clever in how he was describing the subject matter it was things i'd never even thought of before in how to use applications so it is a really good um, project, what they do. And <laughs> I think you demonstrated the patience of a saint because although it was only a very short interview, people may, like me, get slightly wound up by the lady in the background having her mobile phone conversation completely oblivious of the fact that there were other people in the building. Yeah. I, think, I think if it had been me, I might well have stood up at one point and told her to off (laughs) (laughs) i was very tempted to do that in the fact that i made it very clear that we were there recording by pointing to the mic while she was looking at me but i don't think she got the hint slightly so clearly not (laughs) but i'm I'm glad i'm glad that her conversation can be broadcast to the listeners and they can listen to what's going on i think it was a (laughs) bit of a a conversation with the husband but yes all very domestic, mundane stuff, fortunately. We'll try not to let that distract us from what Glenn was saying, and it, it's a quite a short, short but focused conversation, so we'll play that in and see you on the other side. Full Circle Interview Okay, here I am at OpenTech 2011 with uh, Glenn Main from SciCamp. Social Innovation Camp. So tell me about Social Innovation Camp. What is it? Yeah, we bring together kind of uh, te- technical people, so uh, designers and developers, 
together into the same kind of into the same room with um, with people who understand social problems. Uh, we spend quite a lot of time sourcing ideas uh, over over about an eight week period, and then we bring them together for a kind of a hack weekend um, with the idea. But it's it's usually just six teams at the hack, hack weekend, and it's with the idea of uh, of actually building you know, not just doing an interesting project for the weekend, but building a sustainable social venture. Something so something using the web, uh, mobile phones, Internet of Things. Um, we're very very excited about the potential of kind of 3D printing and some of these things uh, to kind of use the use the internet to address social issues. Mm. Have you got any examples that we could um, see on the web now? Or yeah yeah definitely. So we've been running for about three and a half years. Uh, we've run uh, four social innovation camps thus far. So one of our groups is called My Police, and they are. Uh, it, currently, they were the winners of Social Innovation Camp in 2009. They're at mypolice.org, uh, and they are currently piloting, piloting with Tayside Police up in Scotland. Yeah. Um, and they are essentially a, a third-party feedback system for the police. So it's it's a space where the public and the police can have uh, a constructive conversation about experiences, whether yeah. they're po- positive or negative. And they also um, manage to, to then also get, gather aggregate data that that the police can that the police service can use to improve their their policing powers. Mm. So it's a data stream one way from the police or is it from the users creating something using it's 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 bi-directional. So it's a it's a place where an open conversation an open conversation happens between essentially the, the public and the police. So what data are you getting for police is, is it open data that's freely available to anyone to use? Uh, I actually because we're we're essentially the enabler, so we do we do kind of mentorship and things. I, I don't actually have tremendously detailed information about uh, about kind of all of, we have about yeah. thirteen social ventures that have started up based on uh, you know that, that have come through one or more of our programs. Uh, another there's a, another one of our uh, uh, successful programs is um, this guy called Will Brain who started a thing called uh, working title is homeless SMS and he he had looked in, and seen how SMS was was being used pretty heavily in the developed world and there was a lot of in the developing world uh, with projects like Ushahidi and Frontline SMS, uh, what he was noticing was that that hadn't really come yet to the developed world. And he had had a friend who had experienced homelessness. Mm-hmm. So he, uh, he began, he's in, in the middle of working out how he can try and deliver services and information uh, kind of to, to homeless people, people that sleep rough uh, here in the UK. Right, so, so you've got quite a, a wide range then, haven't you, of, of the products or applications that are built out of these camps. It isn't yeah. just the standard oh, it's a Twitter feed that does X. It's something that actually helps someone in, in a, a social uh, capacity. Everything that, everything that comes through our camps uh, has, to, has to address a social issue. And we do, sometimes we pick themes that we think are interesting, um, but we, we wouldn't pick, say, open data as a theme. But we, you know, we might pick something like, well, we did, a, we did a whole social innovation camp last year in 2010 here in London um, on reducing youth offending. Uh, we're doing one in Scotland, and one of the themes uh, the, for, for the one that's in Scotland this June is um, kind of social isolation. It's kind of chronic loneliness, which is actually has very serious um, mental and actually physical uh, uh, disabilities. And we've got some uh, uh, tremendous phys- physical effects. And we've got some really, really interesting ideas. I'm still processing and getting them put up on the website um, there at sicamp.org. Whereabouts are uh, Sidecamps held in the UK? I mean, I'm in the northwest of England, and I haven't yeah. seen one there yet. So we've, not, cool. we've not done one there yet. Uh, we're uh, so we've been pretty um, 
we've just been doing it for kind of the last three years, three and a half years. And we've got down now that this year we're, we're trying to kind of regularize it and get a bit of, uh, get a bit of kind of core funding in. And so the intention is to have run two rounds of SI camp, uh, yeah, each year. So one will be in London and then one will be somewhere else in the UK. Um, so that, so we've done one in Glasgow before. We've, we're doing one in Edinburgh. We're hoping, um, I think, well, we're, I've had some very, very early discussions with some guys at uh, Manchester City Council uh, about coming to Manchester next year, and I think that's a really interesting um, space to go, particularly with the uh, it's the event that's just finished there, um, which I think of as South by Southwest for Manchester, and it's... Um, what is it? Future City. Future, Future everything. everything. That's it. <laughs> well, it will be good if we get something like this in Manchester. Yeah. I mean, there are now a lot more events in Manchester than mm. there used to be. It was. It's a great town. We're very, we're very interested. I think to. Um, it's very high on our list for the next, for for one of the kind of upcoming um, camps. Uh, the only thing is that we, when we do it, it takes about four months to run one of these. So we. Uh, we spend an awful time, an awful lot of time, and I've literally just spent eight weeks. I've been up and back to Scotland and been to Scotland's five largest cities, yeah. all a couple of times, um, just meeting people and, and talking to people and finding out, uh, you know, finding out who's who's there and trying to meet interesting people to come up with interesting ideas. So, how is it people can get in contact with you to actually get into this and, and do something with you? Yeah, uh, you can definitely you can sign up on our mailing list, which is you just email. Um, subscribe at SICamp.org you can look on the website there's a blog you can follow the blog follow us on Twitter we're at, uh, at, at SICamp um, and we will be launching there's a, there's a page that's linked off the um, in the top left hand corner of our website there's a page that um, uh, for, that's that's all about the, the, the sort of next upcoming uh, event so which in, in, in this one is the Edinburgh uh, event on the 17th to 19th of June mm-hmm. and we'll be um we're, we will be posting a sort of call for volunteers uh, shortly. We normally get about, for, for the six ideas, we normally get about 100 people at the weekend. One of the things that we're really interested, uh, that, that we've had really good luck with in the past, is actually getting, when we get getting developers, not just getting, you know, if you put five Ruby and Rails developers in a room, that's great. Um, but if you can put five Ruby and Rails developers in a room who know how to work together, uh, who've already worked together, so they know that they want to use Subversion or CVS or whatever it is, um, you know we, that that just buys them four hours, and and since they build kind of a proof of concept in forty in less than forty eight hours, um, it's actually very important that they and they learn how to work together very quickly. <laughs> very true. Right then, well, thank you very much. Thanks very much for having me. And that was Glenn Main from the Social Innovation Camp. Really, really good, intelligent, focused guy. He is. It, it, I mean, um, as you heard in the, in the piece, he was actually in Scotland previously working on another event. He's working on a social innovation camp in Scotland, which has um, come and gone now. It was in June, I do believe. I mean, they had lots of ideas submitted at that event. Now, the first one I found is an application called 10,000 Conversations. And this is an application which is there to, to, to tackle social isolation. Basically, what the app does, it identifies local people you may be interested in a, con- in a conversation with and then puts you up to meet them. 
on, online. So that's it's great. I mean, it's it's the way of these people are reaching out to someone to talk to someone about a problem that they've got, and it's all been made possible by this forty-eight hour sprint. I just hope it's better than chat roulette. <laughs> I'm proud to say I've never used chat <laughs> Feedback. You can post comments and feedback on the podcast page at fullcirclemagazine.org forward slash podcast. Send us a comment to podcast at fullcirclemagazine.org. You can also send us a comment by recording an audio clip of no more than 30 seconds and sending it to the same address. Comments and audio may be edited for length. Please remember, this is a family-friendly show. So that's one interview down two to go on our Open Tech Debrief on the Full Circle Podcast. Our thanks to Les Pounder. We'll see you next time on Hacker Public Radio. I'm Robin Catling. Goodbye for now. You have been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by a HBR listener like yourself. If you ever considered recording a podcast, then visit our website to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club. HBR is funded by the Binary Revolution at binref.com. All Binref projects are proudly sponsored by Lunar Pages. From shared hosting to custom private clouds, go to lunarpages.com for all your hosting needs. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike 3.0 license.